0: Life can be pretty tough. We're told to balance our careers, family, health, finances, and everything else. But in today's fast-paced world, is that even possible? This is the Smiley Connection, a podcast produced by the Smiley Professionals Network. On this show, we aim to answer that very question by learning from those that are already doing it so that you can grow both professionally and personally. We will interview inspiring leaders and share stories of success and moments of failure. We will pick up life lessons for how you can grow in your career and move forward in your journey. Most importantly, we'll share insights into how we can lift each other and give back to our community. Welcome to the Valley Connection. Hi and yali mother everyone. I'm your host, Sony Qasim. I know that there's a lot happening in our lives right now especially with the novel coronavirus, or as some say, COVID-19, the disease caused by the virus. It's impacting our everyday lives, from school to work to grocery shopping, you name it. Still, there is power in leaning on a community or group of people, even if it's just digitally. We've had a lot of people visit the IPN website at ipnonline.net to register and become members. If you haven't joined yet, please do consider it. You can hear about job opportunities attend webinars to learn something new and connect and collaborate with other ismaili professionals around the world with that said you might be feeling overwhelmed stressed or a whole other range of emotions and that's okay we're all going through uncertain times but we're doing it together so this week we're bringing you a special episode i spoke with dr rosina lakani who is a psychiatrist author and motivational speaker we briefly talked about the adversities she's faced in her life and how she overcame them, including her recovery from a car accident and failing at her first attempt to get into her dream medical school, Aga Khan University. But for the rest of the episode, Dr. Lakani will walk us through wellness techniques that we can practice in our daily lives to help us keep calm and feel gratitude. For instance, we'll learn about the circle of concern and gain insights into our emotional coping accounts. But first, let's learn more about Dr. Lakani and her journey into medical school. Life is full of challenges.
1: When I applied to medical school the first time, I did not get in. And that was the biggest failure I had faced in my life till that time. And it was such a big blow. Before that, I was a married student. And people used to say, if Rosina cannot get in, who can get in? You know how community talks about Mm -hmm. things. And um, Aga Khan University was my dream, and I was able to get into another medical school, but I was, like, really crazy about getting into Aga Khan University. And so when I did not get in, I went around and talked to people and learned what were my weaknesses and what were my strengths. And I think if I would not have failed that year, I would not have been able to uh, be where I am today because that year was the greatest year of my growth. Because failure pushes you to look at things more closely.
0: Her journey was also shaped by her identity and culture as a Pakistani woman. In one case, it involved shaking hands.
1: There's a funny story that goes with it. So the guy who was interviewing me for medical school, he was this huge, White American guy. And so as soon as I entered the interview room, he gave his hands to me. I was like very shy, but like, you know, a 19 year old Pakistani girl in Pakistan, you don't usually shake hands with men. That's not kind of usual culture. So I was like a little timid and I just kind of barely touched his hand. And then I sat down. I was like feeling a little conscious and then the glare was coming in my eyes and I didn't say, oh, can you close the blind or anything like that? And so although I had like a lot of extracurricular activities, somehow he ended up writing in his report that I lacked leadership qualities. I found that I was not very confident in front of him because of this cultural difference. So guess what now Rosina does? She started shaking everybody's hand with a clasp (laughs) and shake.
0: She eventually was in nursing school and would put in long hours studying for the MCAT.
1: And there were times when, you know, you do a night duty in the nursing school and you're like zoning out and, you know, sleeping in the library. But I was there Mm -hmm. in that library practicing every day. And next year I applied again and I was able to get in. So, sugar.
0: After finally getting into her dream medical school, Dr. Lakani became a psychiatrist. Today, she works with many patients, teaching them wellness techniques. One of these techniques is called the circle of concern. It's based on the best selling book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey.
1: So there's a big circle of things that you're concerned about, things that you would like to do or achieve or care about. But then there's a smaller circle inside that is within your influence. There are some things that you can do something about. And I call it. I can circle. And so always focus on what you can do and stop worrying about what you can't do that is outside your circle of influence, then your influence is going to increase. The more you focus on, I could have focused on everybody else doing, you know, this guiding, this or this not happening or that not happening, and I would have lost my ability to focus on what I can do, and I was able to work on improving my skills and getting better and better that allowed me to
0: succeed. So I know you've probably met and helped lots of people in your line of work. What have you learned? Is there a common theme between some of the issues that humans deal with?
1: People feel stress every day in their life. And so that was one of the reasons that I started focusing more on stress because by the time people come to me, when they are severely depressed, they're pretty advanced in their condition. and one of the biggest reasons that people end up developing many of the psychiatric problem and medical problems is how they manage challenges in their life, how they manage their stress. And therefore, I am now so passionate about taking that education to people that if you manage your stress better now, you would be able to prevent a lot of difficulties and suffering, both mentally and physically. So one of the techniques that I have found that has been the most powerful to develop a positive mindset is a gratitude practice. So every patient of mine, I ask them while I'm writing the prescription, I ask them, tell me three things you're most grateful for. So Sony, tell me what you are grateful for.
0: I'm grateful for being able to live in a wonderful city with a roof over my head. I'm grateful for having a job that I love, and I'm grateful for having this interesting conversation with you.
1: Wonderful. I can't see you right now, but do you feel a little smile came on your face when you thought about (laughs) things that are working in your life?
0: Yes, I did smile. (laughs) Dr. Alkani didn't just learn techniques from medical school and in her professional life. Her personal life also played a huge role in helping her learn and apply wellness techniques that have transitioned into her practice as a psychiatrist. For instance, she started keeping a gratitude journal about 15 years ago, after she had a tragic life experience.
1: What happened was I got into a car accident. Oh no. And it was a pretty severe car accident, and I broke my right hand. And you don't realize how important these things are in your life until you lose it. So when I was not able to write or simple things like zipping your pants or opening the jars, it felt pretty helpless. And it was very, very stressful when you're not able to do the things that you used to do before. So I had an epiphany when I was visiting a family. So... I was helped to go in the shower, and I was supposed to wait for somebody to come help me because I was not able to dress myself. So when I was done with shower and I was calling, my family members were downstairs so they could not hear me. And so I felt so helpless that I can't change. I can't come out. Nobody was there to help me come out. So like you reach that peak of helplessness. And so I went inside the shower and I turned on the shower and I was banging the wall of shower with my left hand. And as I was doing that, I had my epiphany. I said, I'm banging the wall of shower with my left hand. What if I would have lost my left hand too? What if I would have lost my eyes? or my mind or my life and i had a five-year-old kid at that time and so he was in the car with me for the whole week before that day because he was sick i was taking him everywhere with me and that was the first day he went back to his daycare and so what if he was in the car so i had this shift in my attitude And although I was still kind of crying with pain on and off, but that feeling of victim and why me, and that uplifted. And so a few days later I was sitting in my bed and I'm a right-sided sleeper. So it was very hard for me to sleep because there were all these nails on my hand after the surgery. So I was sitting in my bed and my friend had given me a journal that I had not written in. I didn't have time and I had all the excuses and so that was the first day when I was not able to sleep when I picked up that journal and I picked up the pen with my left hand and I started writing and I wrote thank you Allah for my left hand and for my eyes so I could see and a husband sleeping on my side and a pillow to rest my hand and ability to endure this pain. That was the first day. And till today, a little less than 15 years, I have written my gratitude journal every day.
0: Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that part of your life with us.
1: Actually, I'm grateful for that experience too, because mm-hmm. out of that experience came my appreciation mm-hmm. of simple things in life. I realized mm-hmm. how important it is to be able to write. So I write every day and that's when I got over that phase of you know 3 4 years of trying to get through work and taking care of life while dealing with so much pain
0: Dr Lakani then started a folder on her computer where she would store ideas and techniques she wanted to share with others who might be going through a situation like hers She labeled the folder My Book She would jot down notes whenever coming across something inspiring or after having a thought-provoking conversation with a friend or a patient. And then through the years, she collected enough information to publish a guided gratitude journal. She also wrote a book, Stress to Joy. So that difficult experience
1: in my life became the biggest propellant, the catalyst for catapulting me, making me rise to what I am called for in this life.
0: In her book, Stress to Joy, Dr. Lakhani gives readers tips on how they can transform their overwhelming thoughts to a positive mindset. So how do we manage that stress? Let me
1: give you the basic steps of stress to joy. If you want to transform this stress, because you cannot get rid of stress, what you can do is you can transform this stress from a cause of suffering to an opportunity for growth. And one of my nieces calls it dual transaction. So your work is both a joy to you, you like doing it, but it also sometimes drains you. So it gives you both joy and stress at the same time. So there are three steps for stress to joy. First is to acknowledge, because until you acknowledge, you can't do anything about it. The Mm -hmm. second step is to learn to calm down and so calm down your body and your mind. And the third step is to reflect, reflect what is coming from outside you that you don't have control on and what you are doing to contribute to it that you can focus on and then make a choice. And you always have a choice, even if you don't make a choice you are making a choice of not taking any step for changing. Mm -hmm. So it seems like you just acknowledge what you're going through. And one of the techniques that helps a lot of my patients is the concept of emotional coping account. You understand the concept of a bank account, right? You have a checking account, you have some deposits and you have some withdrawals, right? Mm -hmm. And so what happens if your withdrawals are more than the deposits? What happens?
0: Then it goes into the negatives.
1: That's right. Similarly, all of us have internal emotional coping account. All the stressors, everything that drains us is called withdrawal. Everything that makes us feel good is called deposits. And they have to be in balance. Whenever there are more withdrawals, more stressors, then your account starts going in negative. And what happens when the account goes in negative? You start seeing these symptoms. You start becoming a little irritable. Your sleep gets disturbed. These are all signs that your emotional account is going negative. And so what can you do? Well, in the simple bank account concept, if your balance is going negative, you find other source of money and then put it so that the account becomes positive. And then you try to decrease your withdrawals so that you can maintain the positive balance, right? Mm -hmm. And so similarly, when you start seeing these signs of negative balance in your emotional coping Mm -hmm. account, like you said, when you start feeling a little overwhelmed, that's the time to add some more deposits in your emotional coping account right away. And then frugal people keep on putting small deposits every day so that they have this emergency fund right mm-hmm. similarly for your emotional coping account you want to do regular practices that would increase your emotional resilience and coping capacity so when there is some unexpected stressor that come in your life you are able to handle it better and not go in negative at that time So I recommend that you and all our listeners go ahead and make a list of what your deposits are and keep it on your phone note or on your refrigerator. Because what happens is when you are in the middle of feeling all stressed, you forget about these things. And so my deposit list includes looking at trees and flowers or like taking a tub bath or just watching an Indian movie. (laughs) simple things like breathing exercises a lot of people tell me that they don't have time to sit and do exercises and so I teach them one minute exercise that can help you regain that energy so during the day when you are going in between one client to the other or one meeting to the other you can do this exercise do we have time for me to walk you through that exercise yeah of course okay so For our audience, if you guys are listening to this in the car while driving, then definitely don't get up, but still try to bring attention to whatever you are doing. And so if you are standing or walking or going from one place to the other, this is a perfect exercise to
0: do. Just a quick caution, everyone, if you're driving, please focus on the road and don't try this activity until you're home and safe.
1: So why don't you try this, Sony? bring attention to your feet and see how it feels like you know are you wearing the shoes are they tight are they loose how the floor feels under your feet and are the muscles in your feet tight or loose if you want to wiggle your toes you can do that now bring attention to your calves and feel how it is if it is tight then let it go if it is loose then enjoy now bring attention to your thighs then bring attention to your hips Bring attention to your tummy. Feel how it feels. If it's tight, let it go. If it's hungry, don't get up to go eat food, but acknowledge it. (laughs) Bring attention to your chest. Observe how you are breathing. Are you breathing shallow? Are you breathing deep? Bring attention to your shoulders. If they're hunched up, let them down. Bring attention to your jaws. If it's tight, let it loose. Uh, Bring attention to your eyes, your forehead. If you're frowning, then just relax. And take a deep breath in (sighs) now make the whole body tight 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 as if you were a big piece of log and let go (sighs) feel all the tension from your head through your body from your legs into the earth and now open your eyes and look around yourself and see all the things as if you are seeing them for the first time observe the colors the equipment around you, or if there's anybody around you. Smell what you smell, even if it's absence of smell. Hear what you hear, maybe the humming, maybe your breath sound, maybe my sound. Feel how it feels on your skin. Does it feel cold or warm? Feel how it feels all over your body. You know, the whole body is tight or loose. Bring us a crescent moon smile on your face. Say a gratitude in your heart for having all these senses and this opportunity to experience life and then move on to do whatever you're doing. How do you feel?
0: I almost feel like I should be doing this more often. (laughs) Um, There's so much around us that we have to be grateful for.
1: Wonderful. So, This type of exercise, and anybody who wants to get this exercise, they can just go on my website and get the download of this audio and written PDF. But what it does is, let's say if you're done with one interview or one meeting, or you're leaving home to go somewhere, what it does is it makes you mindful, and then your mind would be more clear like you know if there's a lot of things written on the blackboard if you want to write something more what do you do you wipe it first and then you start writing right Mm -hmm. otherwise it gets Mm jumbled so this kind of exercise helps you clear your mind and ground you so then you are much more focused and much more effective in whatever you do next so you are right that it helps to do it frequently during the day. I usually recommend people to do it at least three times a day. I would also alert, like, you know, you said, I should be doing more. Should is one of the most guilt-provoking words. So next time when you find yourself saying should, try to change the words to I would like to. You would enjoy it more because you would like to do it. And if you don't, you don't feel guilty. Words really matter, and that's kind of one of the basis of the cognitive behavioral therapy that we do.
0: Well, I've learned a lot. So what advice do you have for young people who are looking to go into a similar career?
1: Number one, I suggest to people, instead of thinking, okay, this subject interests me, think about what kind of work interests you that you would like to do, like, you know, next 30, 40 years of your life. So see people who are doing that kind of work and see if that appeals to you and then choose your subjects accordingly. If you want to go into healthcare field or psychiatry or writing, any profession that gives you inner joy, gives you ability to earn, And that makes difference in people's life would help you live a purposeful, happy life. So ask yourself, is this profession gives me this excitement inside? Would that give me the earning potential? And does that make difference in somebody's life?
0: That's really helpful advice, I think, for a lot of people, even people who are probably in careers right now and are looking to do something different. So, Dr. Rosina, what are three main takeaways that our listeners should learn today?
1: I would like to say develop attitude of gratitude. Appreciate everything that is in your life and you would be able to benefit from them so much more and be able to overcome negative problems that may come in your way. Second, focus on that I can circle I talked about. Every time your mind starts going different places, ask, is there something in my circle of influence or it's outside my circle of influence? If it is outside, shift your attention back to what you can do about it and you would feel much more empowered. And third, try, try, try again until you succeed. Persistence pays. So no matter what kind of difficulties you are going through, it would always get better. It would always pass. Nothing remains. So keep doing the best and leave the rest in the hands of God.
0: That's really great. So what are you working on next?
1: right now I am working on two main projects. One is I'm doing employee wellness programs for corporations where I am taking the stress to joy program to employees and recently I was doing a presentation and my internist friend said, Rosina, our young community members, young professionals, early career people are dying of heart diseases because of stress. And they're not going to come to you. You will have to go to them. And so then I decided that I want to go to them and take these programs to the employer group so that they develop tools. They add deposits to their accounts so when the stressors come in their life, they are able to manage them and not suffer unnecessarily. So when I talk to young people and I ask them, do you have employee wellness programs in your company? And they say, yes, but I don't go. I just don't have time for those things. And so I would urge our listeners, that when you do have these wellness programs, do attend them because that is investment in yourself and you are your biggest asset. When you are not doing well, you won't be able to continue to do good work that you want to be doing. So invest in yourself and continue to get better and better every day.
0: I hope you were all able to take away a lesson from today's show. I know I certainly did. And if you've made it this far, we've got a free gift for you. Dr. Lakhani has kindly given our listeners free access to her book, Stress to Joy. That's right, it's free. All you need to do is go to www.stresstojoy.com slash IPN free. With everything going on in the world right now, this could be a helpful read to relieve our stress and worries. And if you'd like to learn more about Dr. Rosina Lakhani or tips to control the stress in your life or any other topics mentioned in the show, you can visit drrosina.com. That's D-R-R-O-Z-I-N-A dot com. You can also subscribe to her weekly newsletter. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked this episode of The Smiley Connection, be sure to share it on social media. And don't forget to show your support by subscribing to The Smiley Podcast channel. You can find it on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Please rate the show and leave a review because that is a great way for others to find it. We'd also love to hear your feedback and any questions you want answered on the show. So drop us a line at IPNpodcast at IPNonline.net. This episode was written by me and edited by Kassa Lee. Our cover art is designed by Nadia Khan and Shaquille Mohamed. Our marketing is carried out by Amber Varani and Shaquille Mohamed. We also want to give a shout out to Zoha Momin, who has been patiently managing this massive project from the start, and Farhan Mangiani, who has helped oversee it. Our intro music is the funky podcast intro by Robert Reed. Other music in this episode are Slow Vibing by Ketsa, Climb by The Ghost in Your Piano, The Healing by Sergei Cherimishninov, All Is Well from the movie Three Idiots, Blue Lobster by Daniel Birch, Elevator by Pictures of the Floating World, and Waves also by the Pictures of the Floating World. This podcast wouldn't have been possible without the teamwork and help from people who believed in it. And for that, we're grateful.